0: you're listening to the modeling confidence podcast hey guys thank you so much for joining me today on the modeling confidence podcast uh we have 2020's first guest oh my god i just realized our very first guest for 2020 and i could not be more excited to get this beautiful woman on because she is so passionate about helping other women She's been through quite a bit when it comes to dieting, when it comes to eating habits and it comes to body image. So she has a lot of insight into how to change your beliefs around what you think about yourself and what is possible for you. She has a lot of insight into your dieting and how to break free of dieting and why it's so important. She has a lot of important messages for her younger self, for older women who might be struggling to feel like that they can change their life. And I am just so excited for you guys to listen to this podcast episode. It is fire. She is so, so smart. What the hell? So I hope you guys find value in this episode. If you do, be sure to screenshot it and share it on Instagram because I would love to share it. I'd love to know that we're bringing you value. Be sure to subscribe if you want more episodes on body confidence, on confidence in general. And if you just want to hear my voice, because I love having you guys around. Without further ado, let's jump into today's amazing episode and chat with Alexandria. Hello everyone. Thanks so much for joining me on the podcast. I'm so excited to bring you today's episode because I'm chatting with someone super exciting who I have been following for a little while and we are finally online chatting. So I would like to introduce you to Alexandria. Welcome.
1: Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad to be here.
0: I am so excited to have you on. You can just like we were chatting beforehand, but you can just tell how passionate that you are when it comes to helping women and helping women break free of yo yo dieting, uh, working on their body image and the psychology behind food. I know, especially around Christmas time, I was watching your stories and I was like, yes, yes, preach. Like, it's just amazing. <laughs>
1: Thank you for your kind words. It's definitely a big passion of mine. So, this message is very important to me.
0: And you're saying that you feel like you've you were born to sort of be doing this work
1: yeah this message I've I've gotten to a point now where this message just flows out of me um probably because I'm so passionate and because I've gone through so much of it myself so I can relate to women who are going through this kind of stuff
0: you can absolutely tell like especially when you're talking you come from such a and a sincere place like you've been through it you know what women are going through and I think yeah. you can definitely feel that on your Instagram page which is the diet breakup which I love as well so Thank catchy you. so catchy <laughs> Thank um you. but for listeners who maybe haven't seen you on Instagram or don't know much about you can you tell us a bit about yourself and a bit about your story just to get us started
1: Yeah, awesome. Um, So my story is probably quite similar to a lot of women out there. Um, You may be past it or you may be still going through it. Um, But I remember I was probably about 15 when I went on my first diet. Um, And this was the very, very start of what ended up being a very long journey. Um, so, you know, you go on your diet and you lose a little bit of weight and the attention sort of starts flowing in. You look great. Um, what are you doing? And that validation at the time feels amazing. Um, so from that place, that's when things started to turn a little bit toxic. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd weight every, every ounce of food. Um, I would over-exercise. I would, um, I would count every single calorie to the point where I probably knew what was in an ounce of spit, Um, you know, just from weighing myself every morning, every night Mm. um, at lunchtime, before I ate, after I ate. um, And that's kind of when things got a little bit toxic. So what I did was um, being in the sort of fitness and health as a passion, I went and did my certificates in personal training. Yeah. Um, so, I became a personal trainer and I started bringing clients on board. And there was a part of me that knew what was going on with myself, and I knew that it was wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, But for anyone who's kind of sucked into the diet way of life, it's kind of hard to see and break away from it. Mm. So with my clients, I could see that they were going through something very similar, only they were going from, um, you know, they'd put on weight and then they'd lose it and then they'd put on weight again. And they had this really unhealthy relationship with food. So... Mm. Going back to, I guess, my own story was it got to a point where I needed to control food so much that I developed bulimia, mm. which consumed my life for about a good five years.
0: Yeah, I feel um, you on that.
1: And so I was in and out of therapy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's so much more common then you can possibly understand, you know, mm. and if you are listening to this, I want you to know if you are going through it. There are so many girls on the same page yeah, who are also experiencing it. And that it is, you know, no, and it's such a secret, you know, like I was living with someone at the time and she had no idea, you know, because yeah. that's how good I was at hiding it. Mm. And sometimes there would be episodes of engaging in it up to like five times a day. Oh God, so, yeah yeah so um you know i kind of went in and out of therapy i was seeing a psychologist for about three years um and then things were just not getting better i was just playing this victim story in my head over and over just like a cd you know it was just this story that was going on i just couldn't break free from it and then one day my psychologist recommended antidepressants And, you know, I know where medication does have its place. It definitely does. But I knew that it wasn't what I needed at the time. And that was the day that I, the kind of the light bulb went off and I got up and I said, no, And I walked out and that was the last time I saw her.
0: Oh my God. I think so many women will be able to relate to you. Thank you so much for sharing that. I know it's not mm-hmm. easy because there's a lot of sort of guilt that comes with eating disorders and stuff like that. I know that I've experienced mm-hmm, yeah. it. So thank you so much for sharing that.
1: Yes. The guilt and the shame. Yeah. And, yeah, um, you know, I, you know, sometimes when I'm speaking with people, even my friends now, I, I don't, I'm not as transparent as. I would even like to be just because of what you hold on to when you go through something like an eating disorder or binge eating, mm-hmm. or you know, this, the food has this hold over you. There's yeah. so much shame and guilt carried with it. Mm-hmm. But my message is that it's not something to be shameful for. And it's not something to feel guilty about. It is an actual coping mechanism that you've turned to, to get yourself through different areas of your life.
0: Thank you so much for sharing that. Cause I know it's not easy. So I really appreciate that. And so you said you kind of like your light bulb moment or your aha moment was when they, they said, okay, this is the only answer to fixing your problem, which was medication. So what was kind of your, your mindset shift or what was an alternative method that you kind of thought you could take to kind of get through what you were going through?
1: yeah so that day when I walked out of um, my psychologist 's office um, i I went home and I just cried mm. and you know it 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 really felt like this turning point for me because that was the signal that I needed that if i don 't do something different and decide that I want something different, mm. I could see my life another five years from that moment and you know, it's like I said, I was seeing her for about three years and I just wasn't getting any better. And there was this part of me that I lent on my eating disorder. I, it was, it was my best friend really. Mm -hmm. It was getting to the point of saying, I want to live and I want a life that is filled with magic. And so I went on and started reading youtubing um, trying to find people who were going through similar experiences and every single day i would wake up and i would just think about choosing to get better and choosing to have a positive relationship with food and i would have friends around me who had this relationship with food that seemed so pleasant and um just easy and i just craved to be like that so I think it's it's getting yourself to a point where it's so bad that there is nowhere else to turn other than something better.
0: Turning inward, yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, I think something that, that you were saying earlier is that you, know, you felt like perhaps you were really, really in control, like you were controlling your diet and you were controlling your exercise and you felt like you had control over your life. And I think that's a feeling that, we'd like to have is that we're in control but when you're so down to the detail of like weighing yourself you know before dinner after dinner in the mornings and you feel like you're in control of it everything you're actually so beyond out of control Mm -hmm. and it's those small mindset shifts that you have to try and take every day and think about the actions that you take that will lead to the next action. Um, totally
1: i can yeah. so relate to that because it's like you said you think that you think that when you start that diet on monday that you're finally going to feel in control
0: yeah. and i
1: tell my clients that the only way that you are in control is when you've tuned in and listened to what your body needs mm. that's when you're controlling the food when you can say yes to the cookie without feeling guilty or no to the cookie because you actually don't feel like it that yeah. is control 100% so, yeah.
0: Yeah. Really feeling into your body and listening to your body. And so do you kind of follow your, your eating habits now? Do you kind of identify as like an intuitive eater or how do you, how do you yeah. deal with food?
1: Yeah. So, um, I'm a total intuitive eater. Yeah. Um, mind you, it took me a very long time to get here you know, so it's not something that, you know, I woke up one morning and said, today I'm going to intuitively eat. Um, It's quite the process, but... I don't embark on any diets anymore. Um, Even just the thought of a diet, of me going on a diet, even if it's just mental, sends me into a spiral of anxiety Mm -hmm. um, and will often cause me to start acting quite disordered around food. Um, So I just don't even allow myself to go there anymore. I start my mornings by checking in with how I'm feeling, um, what my body needs, and I do this before every meal, as well. So, um, you know, I'll ask myself, "What do I feel like? How hungry am I?" Um, and it doesn't always look—it doesn't always look that simple. Um, but definitely an intuitive eater for now and for life. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I think, like you said, it's definitely a process, especially if you've gone from counting like calories down to you know you're saying like how many calories are in your spit, like. You know, you really have to go from that place and it's a journey. Like I think so many girls just want to be better or feel better about themselves overnight. Mm-hmm. And um, as you said, you know, it's taking you a long time and myself included, it's a process. And I think you have to go through that to come out stronger on the other side. But, really? yeah, if you, if you can get to a place where you're eating intuitively because you feel hungry and you feel like this and you feel like that and you don't feel the guilt afterwards... Mm. it's a really great place to be in, but it's, it's never ending really. It's, there's no end point.
1: Yeah. I think what people need to understand is that your bodies weren't designed to be sick and unhealthy and overweight. That is not your body's natural state. So it already has an abundance of wisdom inside of it. And if you learn to listen to it and learn the language of it and become the master of your body it won't fail you
0: Mm, i love that oh my god yeah shivers that's amazing (laughs) and so i know over christmas time uh, there's a lot of guilt around eating lots of food and then coming into the new year and people kind of have that all or nothing mentality. I know I used to have that, where I'd be like, okay, I'm going to binge and eat as much as I want over Christmas so that the 1st of January, I'm going to start on, you know, this new healthy wave and blah, blah, blah. And I'm sure you hear it from, you know, your clients and other people online. How do you kind of try and direct people in a better way of thinking about food and and diets and exercise as well when we're coming into the new year and we feel like it's an all or nothing mentality.
1: Mm -hmm. Totally understand. It's Christmas time is the time where people like to go out on this massive binge and there's a lot of alcohol and there's a lot of food and they go into the new year and they're like, this is my year to get the body that I want. Um, And my best advice for that is coming into the new year to make this year about how your body feels rather than how it looks mm. and if you can just for a moment put weight loss on the back burner um, and really really hone in on okay what do i actually feel like today um, Do I feel like eating vegetables in this meal? Do I feel like going out for this meal? And like I said, intuitive eating is definitely a process and there's some things that you can do in place to um, get yourself there. But going into this year, I would really, really highly recommend focusing more so on how you feel rather than how you look because if Mm -hmm. you can do that, the external kind of follows. If you get yourself feeling good majority of the time, your outside world generally follows.
0: Mm, I couldn't agree more. And I'm sure you have clients that kind of say, oh, I need to weigh myself because I need, like, how else do I track, um, you know, my goals and blah, blah, blah. And I need to be, you know, really careful about weighing my food and all that kind of stuff. How do you kind of get people out of that mindset? Because I know it's it's a journey but people like you kind of want to get that across to them straight away and almost shake them Mm. like you see people online who you know base their value on how they look and they they're like a number on a scale how Mm. do you kind of shake if you have you had like any clients that are a perfect example of that and how do you kind of shake them awake?
1: Mm -hmm, Totally Um, so I'm quite strict in terms of the people that I work with one-on-one just in terms of I can't get you to that really dark place of what your life will look like if you don't make a change. Mm. I can't do that for you. Mm. So I can, I can give you tools on, you know, write down for me what five years from now is going to look like for you if we don't make some changes here. Mm -hmm. And then on another page, let's write down five years from now, what your life is going to look like if Mm -hmm. you do make these changes. And the first card usually says, I'm still really controlled by food. I can't wear a bikini. My relationships are affected. I can't feel intimate with my partner. Um, I can't go out for dinner and just enjoy myself. Mm -hmm. So you get them to to kind of really see the areas of their life that are extremely affected by this unhealthy body image um, and the, this control around food. And then on the other page, when we talk about having more freedom around food and developing a level of confidence and body image that serves them, um, their card looks completely different. You know, they, they include things like travel and you know, they want to start a family and be the best partner that that they can possibly be. And they want to participate in life and experience as much as they possibly can. Um, So, so if you can get yourself to that place where the good outweighs the bad and you, you can can kind of see a future where this is why I'm doing it. This is why I'm not going to weigh my food today because I want that. Mm -hmm. If you can get them to, to focus on that vision, it, it makes it makes what they do a lot easier but like I said I can't get them to that dark place where they've had enough and they've hit so to speak diet bottom yeah. um Where the only ways up so they need yeah. to get there themselves
0: yeah and I think often so have you ever turned away someone because you feel like they're not there yet they're not ready for the help because I feel like there's some people who just need to experience life a little bit more before they can actually have that turning point where Mm. they're like, that's like, it's enough. Like, I just don't want to be focusing on how I look anymore. And I want to be focusing on what do I want from life? What are my goals? Mm. Like, what do I want to do? Who do I want around me?
1: And I feel like some
0: people aren't quite there yet. What's your thoughts on that?
1: So I'm yet to turn away anyone so far because usually when they do come to me they are ready Um, and if they are kind of a little bit on the fence we do these exercises and then they're all in and this kind of work you know it's so it's like as we said at the start of this conversation there's so much guilt and shame carried with it and very often I'm the first person that they're speaking to about how they're actually feeling around food and about themselves in life in general Mm -hmm. so it's kind of our first calls usually kind of this groundbreaking moment where it's like this is the truth and this is how I actually feel and together we kind of I hold the space for them to feel that way and usually they want to do something about it when they're in that space. I haven't really had someone come to me yet who isn't ready to make some big changes.
0: Yeah, that's amazing that you can work with people on that. I love that. And do you notice a kind of difference in the work that you're doing now versus when you were doing PT?
1: Oh, yes. Yeah. Completely. It's it's much harder in a personal trainer environment or in, in a gym environment to Tell people to put weight loss on the back burner
0: because
1: yeah. that's what they're paying you for. Yeah. Um, so you know, if 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 I was to recommend that, they would be like, "What do you mean?" Yeah. I want, I want a way to help me get there. Yeah. I'm going to trainer.
0: Because I know when you go and see a PT, the first thing they do is they measure you, they weigh you.
1: All those kind
0: of things where you like, you feel like your value and like your worth, if you're progressing, is actually based on that number and like the numbers, like the size of your arms and things like that.
1: Totally, and it's just it's pure self betrayal, mm. you know. It's it's literally seeing your body as this object that needs to be measured and weighed and um, pinched and and prodded to be worthy Mm -hmm. and I'm all for having goals and wanting to get to a certain level of health amazing but if you don't heal that relationship with food and have that solid foundation of self-love and confidence to build upon your Mm -hmm. results will always be shaky Mm-hmm. And I've seen it time and time again. And if you're listening to this and you continue to fluctuate in weight and go up and down, up and down, you need to look at the, that core foundational relationship with food and what's mm-hmm. going on there that's causing these shaky results. Mm,
0: 100%. And that's really when it comes to diet. And I, I don't know if I want to use the word scam, but it's like a scam. Like the diet industry is 100% fake because yes, you may lose weight, but then I think the stats show like after a year, 90% of people just put the weight back on. And that's, Mm. that's why the diet industry is so massive. And we keep going back is because you see the results, but then you put the weight back on because it's not sustainable.
1: Totally. And it's so, it's so sexy to go on this new diet. You know, it's, it's almost calling you, you're looking at this photo or the, um, the testimonials of the before and afters and you're mm. like, this is going to change my life. Um, and maybe it will for a very short period. But unless, as I mentioned, you deal with the stuff that's going on beneath the surface and really heal that relationship with food, something's mm. going to come into your life that's going to shake you up and that's going to be your coping mechanism.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then you're just going to end up feeling most of the time worse about yourself because you feel like you've put that weight back on, you fail, blah, blah, blah. And I wanted to ask you too about what advice would you give to people about commenting on people's weight? Because I like a lot of time I get comments on, you know, my appearance. Oh, you look amazing. You've lost weight or, you know, and I know so many other people go through it. And then, you know, you see comments online, people saying, Oh, you're so brave for putting yourself out there. If you show your roles and things like that. And it's almost like Mm -hmm. insulting. What kind of advice would you give to people about commenting on other people's appearances?
1: Totally. You know, it's, I think it's so important to understand that How someone looks isn't a necessary true reflection of what's going on beneath the surface Mm -hmm. so if we go back to when i first started dieting and i lost all this weight and the compliments started rolling in i was struggling big Mm -hmm. time it was this constant fight every day with food and i lost all this weight looked in the mirror and still did not like the person that i was i was Mm -hmm. still deeply unfulfilled i didn't feel like i had much of a purpose um but you know, what 16 year old does. But the Mm -hmm. point is that I wasn't really, I wasn't really filling my cup up with things that nourished my soul and helped with my own personal growth. It was Mm -hmm. all about external validation. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to go and compliment someone for just how they look, make sure that you are also checking in and seeing are they enjoying their new lifestyle how are mm. they feeling mentally do they feel like they their level of confidence has gone up yeah. it's so important to dig deep beneath the surface mm. and find out what's going on there
0: yeah a hundred percent and I totally agree with that and I think it's just being mindful of you know your words and I think you don't always need to comment on people's appearance like even if you know they may seem happy and things like that in like we said in a year they could put all that weight back on and does that mean that their, you know their value is any less no it doesn't so it's almost thinking about like is is there something else i could compliment them on like oh my god you look really happy or you know oh you're doing really well with your career or this or that or being a mum you know and i think there's just so many other smarter choices of words (laughs) that you could potentially use
1: yes especially in today's society and people will interpret things differently to what you say also so that's something exactly. to keep in mind exactly 100%
0: yeah. and another curveball i kind of wanted to throw at you is what kind of advice would you give to your 16 year old self uh, the biggest thing that i would
1: tell myself is that it's all going to be okay and that um who how i look isn't what I'm worth and what I weigh doesn't measure my worth. Mm-hmm. And the things that really matter are focusing on the relationships that I'm building around me and being really authentic mm-hmm. and also tuning into my body and trusting that it knows what's best for me. When we start a diet, what we're really doing is we're pushing away that part of ourselves that that has that inner wisdom. And we're saying this program or this diet knows better than me. So what I would say to that 16 year old girl is that you have all of the answers inside of you. And as long as you stay strong, I guess, and really tune in and listen to what your desires are, you can't go wrong.
0: What kind of advice would you give to someone who feels like they can't make any changes because you know, that they're a bit older
1: Yeah. Okay. So you are whoever you want to be and, you know, your life is going to pass you by and it's never, ever too late. And as long as you're still on this earth and you're still taking breaths, Mm -hmm. there's an opportunity for you to change. My coach, he puts it to me like this, and it's that your identity isn't stuck on you by super glue. It's just Velcro. And you can take those identities off as you like Mm -hmm. and stick new ones on that serve you. So in the Diet Breakup, one of the biggest things that we focus on is what do you value and how does your lifestyle line up to that? Mm -hmm. How can we make your lifestyle line up with the person that you want to be? So you might be sitting there in your 40s or 50s or 60s and think, that's it, I am who I am. And this is something that you need to realise is that language is only limiting yourself Mm. and if unless you decide that you want to change you're right you're not going to change it's too late Mm -hmm. but if you if you can change your language and say i am whoever i want to be today you can make magic happen
0: i could not agree more and i love that so much i wanted to ask you as well sort of how do you practice self-love and take time for self-care? What is what is your sort of daily routines and how do you fit it into your busy yeah. schedule?
1: Yeah, so I think um, your self-care practice or self-love practice is really understanding who you are and where you get your energy from. Mm-hmm. So for myself, I'm quite introverted and I get a lot of my energy by being alone.
0: Mm-hmm. Can relate. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. Um, So I know when I need time on my own. I know when I need to do journaling and writing and reading um, to replenish those energy stores. Um, And I think a lot of the time, your self-care and self-love practice is being disciplined with your rituals every single day. Mm. So you know if you want to make time to meditate and journal and exercise where where in terms of a priority do these things sit in your life mm-hmm. what what's the consequence of you not doing these things i know that if i don't wake up and meditate it affects my whole day so mm-hmm. it's a non-negotiable yeah yeah so little tiny rituals during your day can be massive in terms of change yeah Um, but it's also checking in with yourself and asking how you feel today
0: yeah I love that and just quickly how or what advice would you give to someone who potentially doesn't have people around them who kind of support your own self-growth and your self-development what advice Mm. would you give them on that
1: Totally. I can relate to this because when I first started, I felt like I was an alien. Mm. I thought I was so different. I couldn't fit in. um, And my perspective was quite different to a lot of people around me. And I I went through stages of feeling so isolated and so alone. Mm. And what I can tell you is that you aren't alone and you're always connected. And there are people out there going through exactly what you're going through. And Mm. sometimes if you can't get that support directly around you. It's listening to a podcast or, you know, picking up a book and reading that you can really resonate and relate to starting an online program where you can meet like-minded people. Mm. Um, you're not always going to have people around you that are supporting what you're going through or what you're trying to achieve. And the hard truth is that you have to go out and find it.
0: Mm. Mm, I love that and I could not agree more I think community is so important because when you feel alone and isolated it's really hard to focus on yourself and even if you don't have the people around you like you said you can jump online I know I get so much so much of my energy and inspiration from women like yourself online and just connecting mm. with you guys and that was a big shift that I started making a couple of years ago was, just unfollowing accounts that didn't serve me and following accounts like yourself where Mm -hmm. women are uplifting each other and they're talking about these things and you like you said you don't feel like isolated or like this alien that's just like yeah am I the only one going through this (laughs) yes and
1: being so mindful about what you're consuming not even in a in a um, food sense. But if you think about your different senses and you, you watch what you eat and you try and be healthy, the same goes for what you intake in terms of Instagram and the influences Mm. that you follow. Are they, are they serving your soul or nourishing your soul? And if not unfollow
0: a hundred percent. And I think I talked about this in one of my videos as well is that a person can be good or bad, it really doesn't matter if it's making you feel some type of way. It's just as simple as unfollowing and then go and follow someone who does light your soul on fire, like the diet breakup. So mm-hmm. I'll ask you the final question. So how do you go out into the world and really model your confidence to others as an introvert? I'll throw that bit in there. Mm-hmm.
1: So confidence to me is a, it's a massive inside job. You know, you can go out, you can change your look, you can lose weight, you can put on weight, you can do whatever you want in your external world, but unless you have done the internal work, Mm. you're never going to reach that destination of confidence. So one of the biggest things that I teach in my program is around beliefs. So we yeah. get clear on what your beliefs are around food, around your body, around your work, um, and any area that sort of comes to mind. And then we break down those beliefs and we we start to create beliefs that are going to serve your confidence a lot better. because if you want to know what your beliefs are, all you need to do is look around your Mm. life and see areas where you're not happy with. And you, I can guarantee you hold very strong beliefs in that way. And these are very unconscious. So you might not even be aware of it. An example that I give to my clients is, um, imagine a little girl sitting on a chair and you go up to this little girl and you say things like you're a failure. You're not enough you can't do this. Who do you think you are? Mm. You would leave that little girl in absolute tears and she won't want to go out and conquer the world because yeah. she won't you won't have the confidence or courage to do so. Mm. Whereas if you went up to this little girl and you said to her, you are beautiful and wise and you can do anything you set your mind to. You are so intelligent. You Mm. are powerful. And you say these affirmations and create strong beliefs within this child. She is going to go out, conquer the world with confidence because that's who she believes she is.
0: And the same goes for how you speak to yourself.
1: (laughs) exactly and so the little girl is the analogy for Mm. your thoughts and the things that you say to yourself
0: i love that example that makes so much sense and you just when you put it like that if you were speaking to this little girl and the girl was your daughter or your sister or anything like that you just wouldn't have those conversations with them so why are you doing it with yourself Mm -hmm. love that before we go where can people find you what are you up to at the moment what's setting your soul on fire Mm -hmm. so right now
1: my biggest mission is to get this message out to as many women as i possibly can um i want to leave a Dent in the diet industry and get women stepping into their power and owning who they are by listening to their body, healing their relationship with food, so that they can actually create a life that they love. That is my absolute mission at the moment. Um, so the best place to find me right now is over Instagram. Mm-hmm. Send me, give me a follow, mm-hmm. and um, you know if you want to have a chat or just even just talk about this kind of stuff, you can send me a direct message and we
0: can tee up a phone call. Check Alexandria out. You're at the Diet Breakup, but we'll have the link in the uh, show notes um, because she's just so inspirational, especially like over Christmas. Like I said, I was just like addicted to your content because it was so powerful and such Mm. a great reminder, especially over Christmas time. I know I was struggling a little bit and just have that reminder of someone in your ear just saying, guys, come on, get your shit together. Like, it was just so, so powerful. So thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. You have been absolutely amazing. Thank you for having me. Hey guys, I just wanted to quickly jump back on and close this podcast out by saying thank you to you guys for joining us on the podcast. I hope this really helps you think about the way you see food, the way you see yourself and your beliefs Alexandria is such a beautiful, beautiful woman. Definitely check her out. The link to her Instagram will be linked below. She is at the diet breakup. And please let me know, who else would you like to hear from on the podcast? We have some really exciting guests lined up for 2020, but I wanna know who you want to hear from. Who do you follow that talks about body image that is really impactful and that could bring us some value? I wanna hear from you guys. You can check me out at by Lindsay on Instagram, and I hope you're having an amazing day wherever you are. I will speak to you next week. Bye, guys.